welcome back to Dropped In. I am so stoked to be here with you today and cannot wait to share my very special guest, Adara, with you today. Adara, how are you doing? Good. I forgot we were recording video there, so I was just pumping myself <laughs> up if anybody saw that. Let's do it. I was doing Get it. Getting to states. <laughs> Oh, thanks for having me, Megan. Fun, fun. Oh, so fun to be here with you. So before we dive deep into getting dropped in, I will share Adara's delicious bio with you. So Adara is an award-winning host, director, and producer with Spyro Creative, a creative agency that elevates impactful brands. She's also a business revitalist for passionate person, purpose-driven entrepreneurs ready to take their businesses to the next level. She's the author of the best-selling memoir, Free Spirit, a self-discovery guide on how self-love, chaotic creativity, and questionable choices create leaders. Over her 15 plus years career in TV, radio, promotions, marketing, and business, she's witnessed thousands of talented people shy away when it comes to putting themselves out there. She has a strategy for helping those who once struggled to share themselves show up as authentic storytellers and joyful risk takers, confident in their abilities to build connections and ultimately move humanity forward. She will reignite your passion and purpose with her infectious energy and reaffirm your unique gifts so you can confidently share your message and reach a bigger audience. <laughs> That's such a My long My goodness, bio. <laughs> full body shivers as I read that. Oh, I, gotta, I, I gotta, love it. It's I so... <laughs> I feel like it needs to be shortened for podcast. You are a gift. It's so incredible. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, never. It's good. It's great. And what an honor it is to be here with you. So how did you get into this field of work? My goodness, 15 plus years. Like, how did you get into the field of being on radio and TVs and doing all the things? Like, what inspired you to go into that field of work? Mm-hmm. So most people might remember that when they were in high school, they either wanted to be like an actor or they wanted to do something. They wanted to be famous, you know, and those thoughts definitely rolled through my little teenage mind. And then it dropped in that I really wanted to be paid to be myself. I wanted to have fame, but I didn't want to be a character. I was more interested in being like an Oprah or an Ellen or somebody that um, was out there uh, sharing their gifts in a way that was really like authentically, genuinely them. So I had a dream to have my own TV show one day. That was, that was the dream. And I held that high for 10 years until it came to fruition, which was super cool. But the journey to that, because um, I mean, I looked into BCIT for um, broadcast school. I looked into, you know, acting school, different things like this, but there was no school on like how to be yourself and get paid. So, um, so that's what I did. I did this, the collage of school, uh, the college of, of life, you know, and um 
worked my way from uh, being an entertainer on cruise ships to then getting a promotional gig through the radio station and then um, meeting somebody and becoming their uh, marketer for um, their television show and then becoming a host of that television show and then learning the ropes of that and then flying over to Czech TV in Victoria and pitching my show idea to some executives, them saying yes, and then giving me like a Thursday at 8 p.m. time slot for my own show called The Go-To Gal, which I produced with a couple of friends. And uh, we did eight episodes and it was how it my dream came to life. So that was that was pretty cool. Wow. That's incredible. Good for you. That's very inspiring and motivating. And I know for me personally, it's so fascinating. I always love um, when people like, for example, um, a friend of mine who I did my my uh, past podcast with, who I collaborated with, she wanted to be known for being famous and for being herself, just like you. And it's so fascinating for someone who's like me, who I've you know, I wanted to be my brother's publicist because it was like, no, you go in, in like the front, right? And I'll be the back supporter. And so I find it so fascinating for individuals who know that they want to be like center stage and be known for who they are. I love it. So has it always been that way for you? And was there anything that had kind of gotten in your way that perhaps like took that energy, took that belief away from you at any point in your life? Or was it always like super ignited and like fired up? No, all the time. Somebody's always trying to bring you down. Absolutely. Um, now I'm curious to know what your brother does or why he wanted to be his publicist. So we might have to go back to that. But yeah, no, being myself and having the free spirit sort of nature um, was very much trying to be dampered by different individuals throughout my um, life. Uh, and you just had to kind of keep rising up and finding your own inner voice each time and trying to keep following your own heart's little nudging call to to kind of keep progressing in what you think is possible for you. I mean, it's so difficult when you're looking for something in the world that maybe you haven't seen modeled before or it's not promoted a lot and you're kind of making your own way to your own complete career of, of something that's maybe never been done before, right? And that opportunity is there for everyone. And all it takes is just constantly following the call and, and making connections with people and expressing what it is that you want, you know, like, you know, constantly saying I wanted a TV show, I told that to everybody, they thought I was crazy. Um, and that's cool. But that's I was just kind of kept affirming to the universe that that's what I that was what I was looking for. And I'm doing that now with a beach house, like I really want a beach house. So I keep telling the universe that and I have no doubt in my mind, I won't that I'll I will have that house. Um, I just don't know when, right? And that's just it. We don't have mm -hmm. control over when things happen. All we can do is keep like hearing the call and following the path as it, uh, you know, illuminates as we keep moving forward. That's the only thing you got to keep doing is keep on moving. Mm-hmm, 100%, like holding the vision and feeling that vision into existence, right? Yes. So powerful. And I see that beach house for you. Thank so you. It's already already happening. It's already done. I love wow, it. I love that. So for individuals who are listening, who have like these big picture visions, who have these 
deep desires who want to bring their you know dreams to fruition and perhaps have been told that they can't do it or you know their egos getting in the way and saying you know who are you to do this like the good old imposter syndrome so what message of hope would you give to those individuals who are like wow like you know the naysayers are coming through the naysayers are saying that you can't do this or who are you to do this what message of hope would you give to those people to follow through? It's so easy. It really is. Those are just opinions from people. Those people have probably never done the thing that you're saying you'd like to do. So they have no juxtaposition of like where you're even headed or how that's even possible. And they've got blinders on for their own life. And you just want to bless them and wish them well. And you want to keep on going your merry way. And you will mm -hmm. potentially lose friends. I was very, I was very uh, worried about that a, a lot of times on my journey that you know, I would leave people behind. Um, and I loved mm -hmm. those people, but you can still love them and move into the direction that you want for yourself. I mean, you only really get as far as you know, this one life that you are consciously aware of at the moment. And why allow anyone or anyone's opinion get in the way of what you want to fully express, you know, like that's, that's for you to mm -hmm. experience and enjoy. And um, the imposter syndrome is always there, I guess, in a sense, because, um, if you haven't done anything before, you know, uh, it's hard to be in, like for me having the TV show, it was very, uh, I had sort of an experience. I got to like build up my chops a little bit by like hosting another person's show and like learning the back end. So I think that helps when you keep kind of having like tiny experiences that help mm -hmm. formulate what you want to do. And Megan, I bet this is true for you and your business. I'd like to just bring this over to you because you probably launched out a certain way when you first started, and then you started to see who you were attracting and like what you were liking that you were doing. And then you were like adjusting as you went because you were like, oh, I kind of like this. And I kind of like working with these people, but you know what? I don't know if I serve these people as well. So, you know, you just, you kind of keep evolving and bringing in more of what feels good for you and kind of finding your work that way. I don't know if that's true, but let me know. How did that go for you on your end? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And, you know, something that I've learned along the way is that there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. So I am constantly taking an inventory of like what's working for myself personally, and then also what's working for myself professionally and learning from the feedback that I've received. And so, you know, I've been in this, well, I've been in entrepreneurship for goodness, like 15, 20 years, um, but I'm in, in the world of coaching and mentorship and retreat leading for the last seven. And it's definitely grown. It's evolved such as I have. Right. And so I've really leaned into who it is that I am and what the gifts that I have to support individuals in their, on their journey. At first it was like wanting to support people personally. Right. And that is still the foundational work that I do, but because I've been in this world of entrepreneurship and because I've invested in a lot of business coaching, a lot of business programs, masterminds, I've been able to really hone in on what's worked well for me and what hasn't. And so now I'm really excited to support individuals, not only in their personal life, but also in the evolution of their businesses from what I have been able to learn through my own journey, right? So 
it's it's really cool to see how my business has transformed and you know it's what i find for people who are in the world of business coaching if you will sure it's great if you want to open up a pilates studio right but if you aren't doing the inner work if you aren't building a solid foundation from that internal world it's great that you want to build a Pilates studio, but if you don't have that internal environment to support, like if your business isn't an extension, well, your business is an extension of your personal self and your nervous system. And so if you aren't in a regulated state, and if you don't have a strong foundation, that Pilates studio is going to get launched and slowly crumble down if you haven't done that inner work to really support yourself in working through the limiting beliefs in working through the big suppressed emotions and things that have been activated, not only in this lifetime, but past lives and through generations, right? So that was a long winded answer to your question. I love it. So is that what you coach people with now is they, they have businesses potentially, but then to kind of keep that foundation strong and grounded, they need to do the personal inner journey to, to hold that. Oh, cool. I've got, I've got a potential client for you. <laughs> Just hearing you speak. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's super clear and, and very niched. And um, a really neat direction that's very needed and, and aligned with, you know, how I, my philosophy too, that, um, business is spiritual because you're right. Mm -hmm. Everything that we produce is a reflection of our inner selves. And if our inner selves is mucky or has some work to be done, then what we're putting out into the universe, um, isn't as strong and as clear and as on the loving vibe that we need to be generating right now to support our planet and our people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And that is truly what this work is about, especially in the realm of conscious entrepreneurship, right? Is like to create that ripple effect and to create that domino effect of not only impacting like your community, but connecting and impacting the collective and then also impacting the generations and generations to come. Mm-hmm. Like that is legacy right there, right? That's what has to happen moving forward. Absolutely. And that's the shift I guess I've made in the 10 plus years that I've been an entrepreneur too, is like uh, in the beginning, I was wanting to be sort of front and center. And I did a lot of that kind of work, which was cool. And then not that my personal work brought me somewhere else, but my ego didn't need necessarily to be front and center anymore. And now I support other people with that. And I'm you to your brother. I love to hold somebody's vision for them and be the wind beneath their wings as they fly and share their message into the world. Because my why is that that message is very aligned and in tune with what I believe. So it's like I'm spreading my message, but through all of these different voices and all of these different areas um, of people waking up and making better choices and um, learning more about their emotional um, landscape and, you know, hopefully doing all the things you just said, changing the impact of their community and their, and the collective and the planet. It's, It's totally the name of the game right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I love that you made the pivot. So from being in like the center stage to supporting individuals in like sharing, I always say their magic and medicine. And how were you able to 
shift like that's kind of like an identity shift if you will would you agree like how were you able to kind of make that what motivated you to do so yeah so many different stages too because um when your ego is like what it's not about me anymore but and like i try to make it about me all the time because that's what i'm about that's why i'm here <laughs> um you know it popped up uh, like a few different times and then you know i didn't want to label that bad or um not something that i wanted to also um experience i guess what i'm saying is i could i could swing too far over to the edge of helping others and supporting others and being in the back end but then it wasn't like consciously really honoring that I do like to be front and center too, right? So now I do both. Now I've got this, this sort of like 50-50 or 70-30 sort of split where um, that need, I guess, is still being fulfilled because I I have a gift of um, inspiring people when I'm in front of them and uh, when I'm sharing my message too. Um, and then I didn't want to like cut that off totally, right? But then I spend like the majority of my day um, helping others and helping them get in front of cameras and people and spreading their message too. So it's um, it's been this constant, like we talked about, just the evolvement of like what feels the best and how am I honoring all parts of me and how am I doing the things in my business that feel most joyous and light and aligned versus um, doing things that I don't love doing like my bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so true. It's so funny in, in terms of bookkeeping and all the things like it's like, sure, you want to come into the space of entrepreneurship, right? And I know for me personally, like when I got into the wheelhouse of coaching and mentoring, I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Like, I know this is like, I have a picture of myself on my desk. I was probably like five years old. My legs like crossed over one another, had the phone in my ear. Like, that's who I've always been is like, Ann Landers, that's called Ann Landers growing up, right? So it's always been a part of me to support individuals and get into the world of entrepreneurship and coaching and mentoring. Like, yeah, that's that's the jam, that's the vibe. But what we don't put into perspective is that you are so many other things in addition into this title, right? You are a business owner. So with that learning like how to run and operate a very efficient and effective business, right? right. Uh -huh. And then comes in the component of the creator. And all of a sudden now it's like you're creating content and, and all the things, and then really get into the space of networking, right? So marketing. it's like you're, yeah. yeah, marketing, networking, yeah. all the things. So there's so many layers to this journey. And I love that you brought that up because a lot of people don't really put that into perspective. And it's like, oh man, like I have so many hats to wear now, right? So. Oh my gosh. I call being an entrepreneur, like the biggest self-development um, program that there is available out there because you are looking at so many facets of yourself, what you're capable of, like um, how you're going to put yourself in front of people, like playing that imposter syndrome piece out. Like, like there's so many pieces where you're constantly being sort of challenged to rise to an occasion or figure something out, or do you have enough money to hire someone for that? Like there's so many decisions to be made every day. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. I do. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have it any other way. There, it's like the ultimate journey and expansion for sure. And Agreed. yeah, it's like, like you said, greatest personal development program and also like your greatest spiritual teacher. Cause it's just like, yeah, it really yeah. gets you dropped in. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like a relationship too, I guess, in a sense, like yeah. a, love, a love partner and intimacy partner, lots to learn there too about yourself. <laughs> yeah. 
100%. So you came into this world with all of your magic and medicine and you met your husband. So was he in the same field of work or how did that happen? And how has it been in the evolution of marrying your two talents and creating this incredible uh, offering that you have and in, in showcasing other people's work through video and marketing and all that? Yeah. So he actually was one of the actors on my go-to gal show. And I just want to make a little like Cole's note here that my entire sort of like spiritual development and being able to attract someone like Ryan into my life and being able to do the things that we do in the world are all, I want to say, because of my Kundalini practice, like it has definitely been the igniter to really, um, understanding my inner working and what, um, you know, emotionally needed sort of clearing and healing and, um, you know, acknowledgement. So, so just wanted to say that, um, like that was very powerful, but yeah, he came on the show and, um, I wasn't at the, the shoot for that. And then when we were replaying back the the footage before we sent it to the network, I got the guys to pause it. And I was like, who is this guy? And they were like, that's Ryan. We told you we were hiring him for this like little role. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't tell me he was so good looking. And they were like, why would we tell you that? And I'm like, well, is he single? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, ah like, hello, like, why didn't I get to introduce myself to him? So I Facebook messaged him and said, um, the Purdy's chocolates was one of our sponsors for the show. So I said, I had a box of chocolates for him. And if we could meet up so I could give that to him. And then, um, we did, we went to, uh, we met at an improv show and I thought that's like a great first date because you can see if they get your humor, plus you're watching something. So you didn't have to like talk the whole time, just in case it wasn't a fit. And, um, Uh, we bumped into each other like awkwardly right before we were supposed to kind of meet. And, um, and I had a feeling wash over me that was like, I'm going to love this guy for life. I also thought he was too Mm. short, but those two thoughts came through at the same time. And, um, (laughs) and and that's kind of how it's been. So, but I wanted to just mention that he wouldn't have come in and I wouldn't have noticed him if I hadn't been doing like my Kundalini practice a couple of years prior and like being also with my go-to gal show at the time, um, was where I wanted to be in my life. So I wasn't like struggling to be who I wanted. I was who I wanted to be. Like I was really in a wholeness state. And so to meet him at that time was like the only time he could have come into my life because I wouldn't have, um, made effort at all to, to, you know, connect with him at that point. Um, not because if he's a beautiful person, I just was into different kind of guys then ones that I couldn't have, you know, <laughs> like ones that were hard to get ones that, you know, like emotionally um, upset me. <laughs> Those mm. were the ones I was into. And right. so uh, with Ryan and I from day one, it was, it's been so like 50, um, 50 was the first time that like I texted and he would text back or I would say something and he'd say something back. Like it was always this beautiful flow between, I never needed, I never, once wondered if he liked me or not. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just this really cool dance that we did together. Um, and communication was, um, very good. Like in the sense that he was emotionally connected to what he was going through and feeling, and he was able to communicate that. Um, and so we've been able to really connect on a really like deep, um, level from anyone else I've had as a, as a man partner. And, um, 
anyway, I'm going on and on about this, Megan. Let me just get to the goods. So he had a background in writing and uh, video. He loved acting. So we both had all these things in common. He um, loved filming and editing. And I loved the marketing and promotion and and the hosting piece. So um, in about a year of being together, I thought, hey, do you want to just like quit our full-time jobs and like buy a camera and do this video business together. We could film, you know, commercials for companies and we could um, meet cool people and go places and, you know, tell their stories. And he was on board. So uh, we quit our jobs, bought like a $350 camera. We had, I think like 900 bucks in the bank. We were like in our early thirties. We weren't wealthy and we, um, and we did it and uh, cut to this 10 years anniversary we just had um, last fall. And uh, this is what we do full time is we've got nicer cameras now. <laughs> and we, and we uh, film all walks of life. Um, we've told thousands of stories. We've been to Costa Rica and Mexico and the Caribbean and Europe. And uh, now we're going to Australia next month to film. And um, we have, it's been an interesting journey together, like really trying to honor what he loves to do most in the business and what I love to do most. And then the stories we love to tell most. And really, if I was going to completely just do one kind of video and one kind of video only. It would be for like someone like you, Megan, who somebody who wants to share their soul story or their why around why they started their company and what it means to them spiritually and like how they're elevating consciousness with the work that they're doing. Those are the only stories I really want to tell. But um, sometimes I get others that come through that um, pay the bills, but also are doing that, but just not in the creative way in which we would prefer to like film. Like sometimes it's an interview style or sometimes it's a huge course creation, or sometimes it's um, uh, like fitness studio videos or something. So they're not necessarily like sharing that message, like quote unquote, like scripted with like the cinematic videography we like to do, but they are doing it in a long format way. If you get what I mean. Oh, I love it. I love it. I feel like I could talk to you for hours on all the things. It's I don't amazing. I'm looking at the time. I'm so Oh no, sorry. we don't need to, but I just love that. And I love I love, you know, I'm really leaning into this world of video and leaning into I I heard something the other day. People brands aren't heard, they're seen. Hmm. Right? And so it's creating that visual experience. And I love that you are like so ahead of the times in creating what you and Ryan create. Like it's so incredible. And like, you guys are so gifted at what you do. I've watched all the things on your website and it's just like so inspiring and I love that. So, and I love that you tapped into that piece of like, in my language, I say you became an energetic match. So you were dropped in to who you were, who you are, and you knew what you wanted, right? And because you were doing the energetic work through Kundalini, like you called Ryan in, as you said, and because of you calling him in, like he already was that energetic match for you. And look at what you've co-created together. Like that's so incredible, so inspiring. And so if we can tap into Kundalini for a moment, because Kundalini is also my jam, it's my love language. How long have you been practicing for? And aside from calling him Ryan and becoming an energetic match with him and your business, like 
how, like, how did it come into your life? Why did it come into your life? And how do you continue to support your life where you're at with it today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great question only because I'm not. Um, what's happened is uh, I started Kundalini probably just before I turned 30. So I'm 41 now, it's 2023. And um, I did it because I was at a really low place in regards to uh, kept keep uh, attracting men who were not a good fit and breaking Mm -hmm. my heart. Um, just, uh, I guess that, that was it actually, to be honest, was I was looking to call in the one and I, I, uh, wasn't successful at that yet. So the, the, I went to yoga West, which was on, uh, the, by McDonald and, um, off fourth in Vancouver, they're very traditional or were, I think they still are, uh, Kundalini style. So it's like all white and, uh, there's no dance and <laughs> like, it is just the hardcore, uh, of the Kundi back in the day. And, um, and yeah, I had my big breakthroughs there and then, uh, how else has it supported me? Well, obviously I did my 200 hour Kundalini yoga teacher training back in 2016, um, which actually took a huge, uh, sort of 180 for me because I thought, you know what, I really want to teach this and I really want to include it in my work. And I really want to, um, teach people more about their like spiritual mm, voice and how they can bring out whatever that is into the world. And so I, I kind of went hardcore there when I moved to Vancouver Island for a few years and kind of didn't get rid of the video business. The video business has been there the whole time, but also was wanting to do this coaching and, and, uh, these classes and stuff, which I did. And in that process, and this is why I kind of brought this up in the beginning of our chat, I realized that I didn't want to necessarily work with people who weren't ready to take the plunge into the thing that they really wanted to do. So they were aware that they weren't happy. They were aware that they wanted to have like a cool business or they wanted to go in a different direction of their life, but they weren't really willing to do it yet. (laughs) I'm such like an action taker and a Mm -hmm. doer that um, during that though experiment, I recognized that I wanted to work with people who already knew who they were, were ready to take action. They just needed someone like me to see them and then push them basically lovingly in the direction that they wanted to go. Right. So, um, so that was cool. So now I've, you know, um, have this business that I do now on the side, this business revitalist piece. It's like, you've been doing your thing, but you're ready for something else, but you need someone to like revitalize your energy to, to, to see the vision with you and then to point you in the direction. Cause there's just so many things to know and do, like we talked about with entrepreneurship. Um, and then, uh, yes, I've been doing Kundalini like here and there sporadically throughout, but since I've had my baby and since mm-hmm. I was pregnant, I have to say like, it's a practice that I haven't incorporated enough. Um, and I'm just like on that verge of like n- needing to, uh, find something for myself again, because, uh, you can go days and days and years without like consciously being in your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and breathing, right? Like that's crazy. And, uh, and you just kind of do your thing. And, and I think what happens too, is when you've had like a certain spiritual awakening of, of sorts, you know, that feeling. So I've been holding on to that quite a bit. Like, Oh, you know, you can get that, you know, that's there, but like, I don't ever like tap back in and like get the juice and the, and the, Oh, the like total harnessing that happens when you actually go there. It's been more of like, you know, it's there. Oh, you, you get the oneness, like you're good, you know? And it, and it's like, not the same. (laughs) 
That's so funny. Do you notice since having Brody like and not implementing Kundalini into your life, do you notice anything energetically different, emotionally different for you, physically different for you? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to say, but yes. Yeah. Only if only I did my practice, Megan. (laughs) Only. (laughs) Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I know. I I mean, Kundalini is life for me and I couldn't imagine where I'd be today without it. So we definitely share a lot of commonalities. That's for sure. So So. how do you incorporate it in your work and and what's the kind of feedback you get with uh, the people who might not have had that experience before? Yeah, it's funny. So uh, Kundalini, I have not stopped teaching since I got certified, which is rad, even through the pandemic. So I've been very fortunate. So um, I come from a history of having an eating disorder. So I was bulimic for 18 years. And so Kundalini plays a huge role in my recovery and has led me to in the space of like being dropped in, right? Um, and so I teach in person at the treatment center twice a week. And then once they complete the program, I teach them as part of their aftercare, I teach them virtually twice a week. I also teach at a men's recovery house once a week. And then I was like, this, I mean, we could talk forever, but I resisted the online space forever. But what's allowed me now, thanks to COVID, is pivot and be seen online and, and now my jam. And so I've created a few programs, one being Satnam Sessions, where it's like a monthly membership, where it has like a stacked library of power practices, meditations, Kundalini yoga practices and meditation, like a full class. And I'm constantly uploading new, um, new teachings into, into the library every week. And then I have now created programs. One is magnetic. So it's like learning yourself through the embodiment and energetics of the 10 bodies of Kundalini. And I'm creating a few other programs this year, one for prosperity, one for, it's called Unshackled to really get into your body and to support people in not through eating disorders because there's a difference, but through disordered eating and come into a space of body acceptance and thriving emotionally, energetically, and physically. So, so many different things that I'm implementing Kundalini into on the online space, but it's also a huge piece of what I do to support my clients one-on-one with because this is the energetic mastery, right? Mm-hmm. This is the space where we can really drop in and is part of the catalyst of homecoming, of coming home to your truth, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very cool. But like, what is their response? Like, are some people like weirded out by it? Or are they like, really like, whoa, I don't know what just happened to me there. <laughs> like, like, are, do you get any of that? Or is everyone just cool with it? Like, they're just oh, like, yeah, no. Hit, no. hit me up. Yeah. So no. teaching at a treatment center is, is far out. So people have huge breakthroughs and some of them come back for more. And some of them, like I've had people come up to me like, you changed, you saved my life. I'm like, no, you saved your life. Like I'm the vessel. You are the one doing the work. Never put anybody on a pedestal ever. Mm-hmm. You're the one doing the work. Um, and so after those conversations, they don't come back. Mm. Cause I think it's such a powerful experience and, uh, so transformative that it can also feel very daunting and very, um, intimidating. Well, 
Well, sorry, and I didn't, I don't mean to interrupt, but also there's a spiritual awakening that could happen that is so overwhelming too, mm-hmm. that it's almost like they don't know really what to do with that too. I've heard that happens often for people and like to integrate it into the body and like have tools and, and um, just conscious awareness to know what to do when that energy comes up. Because if we are playing with that snake, sort of like Kundalini energy, which is what it is technically, mm-hmm. uh, this rising up, um, it can be overwhelming to know what to do now. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why I love that I'm able to facilitate this work in a treatment center because they have the the counselors and they have the therapists and psychologists on deck to support them through the integration. Beautiful. Which is a beautiful balance because yeah, it's, it's legit. So I, I, I'm a firm believer that Kundalini is for everybody, but I also know it will come into your life when you are able and ready and willing to receive it. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, look at us. Hey, just look at us. Just two ladies making our way in the world and our divine feminine power, digging, digging the masculine divinity and like scooching it in there too. And just being the best we can be, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) hundred percent. Marrying the masculine and feminine. I love it. I love it too. So I I could talk to you for hours. I definitely would love to have have you back on. Um, but how can people work with you? How can they learn about the work that you're offering today and how can they connect with you? Yeah. Uh, adaraangelusi.com is sort of my, my whole thing right there. You can kind of get my whole story and see my latest offerings. My book can be bought there. Um, and yeah, just reach out anytime. If you've got a business that helps elevate consciousness in some unique way, and you need a little push or a little help to know how to really showcase and shine yourself in the social media realm and the, in the real realm, um, I'm here to, to be the wind underneath your wings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your radiance, your light. You are magnetic. And I just feel so honored to have you on the show, but also to know you and to have you in my life. And before we close, dropped in, what is a message of hope that you can give somebody who perhaps feels like, you know, quitting, throwing in the towel, giving up? giving in, like, what is a message that you can convey to them today? Do it. No, uh, kind of. Yeah. Like if you're being called to quit or give up, see what that's about. See what you're being asked to drop, what you're asked to let go of, what you're being asked to see in a new light. I mean, this Kundalini that Megan and I are talking about and everything we're talking about is because we said yes to something weird and different and new, and you don't know what you don't know. So go out and find some find some new things that light you up in ways that nothing else has before and then just keep following the signs they'll show up as you go mm. boom right there my friends right there well thank you so much adara for being here today love you so much and uh, looking forward to connecting and seeing you soon and celebrating you in bringing your beach home to fruition oh you're gonna get an invite girl oh yeah bye (laughs) thank you thank you so much for dropping in with me today if you loved this episode I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed. 
And if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.